Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, 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 hello. (laughs) Sorry. Sorry about that. Grace was just commenting on my pretty nails and I said that I did it myself. Yeah, we need to talk about this because I'm off getting manicures done because they're just too expensive. So I'm going for the clean nail aesthetic, but yours look like extremely well done and they're a home job. Yeah. Why did we forget that at-home nail polish exists? I know at-home nail polish was shit like a decade ago and would chip off, but I bought this I was just feeling disgusting and it's just winter, very, very pale, dry skin, mm-hmm. acne, etc. And I was like, I feel so foul, but I don't want to get my nails done because A, the cost also you have to tip here and then B, um, it just fucks your nails. So then the cycle just continues because you just have to continually get it because your nails are so disgusting without it off. So I was like... I'm almost at the point now where my nails are starting to look nice with nothing on them. Don't do it. Don't do it. And then I went to the little Walgreens by my house and saw, what's that brand called? Maybe Sally Hansen's 60 second dry red nail polish for $10. Bought it, put it on, hasn't chipped, feeling great. Even if it does chip, put another coat on, 60 second dry. I love it. I think what, so Zach's mom did my nails when I was uh, back in Australia and similar vibe, they looked so nice and I loved them. And I was like, why don't I do this all the time? But they did chip pretty quickly. Yeah. So I think it's just mentally preparing yourself that they'll look nice for a couple of days. And then you, but then you can just remove them, unlike shellac. Exactly. I mean, yeah, they're not, it doesn't look like up close. It obviously doesn't look as nice as shellac, but it's like who's staring that closely as you're, at your nails anyway? Mm. Just a little yeah. flick around. Yes, glamorous. You have nice long nail beds. I have short nail beds. <laughs> um, so as you know, because I sent you a text at 5 a.m., I had my first experience with sleep paralysis last night. 
but you're going to find this so funny. So, well, I don't even know if this is sleep paralysis or if it's just one of those like, or maybe I've had sleep paralysis and I've just not known what it was, but basically it was a nightmare where I saw something at the side of my bed and I was physically like trying to whack it and like yell and wake up and I couldn't. But I think mm-hmm. I've had nightmares like that before where I've been like super deep in the sleep. But I, I guess it's a different thing when it's when it's like someone's physically something is physically in like the bedroom you're in. Well, it's yeah, it's it's a, it's a just continuation of that same thing, which is basically your brain's adjusting to you not being in the dream as you're waking mm. up, which is why you're frozen because you're yeah. still in dream state. So it's horrible. So when I used to get it before the really bad one, um, <laughs> I used to get it with thinking there were spiders all crawling up the wall next to me and I'd wake up and see them crawling and then after a few seconds I'd be like, oh, it's thing. So was yours a a figure in the room? No, so this is why it's funny. So I was (laughs) basically asleep and then at my bed I thought there there was a figure but I thought it was a person and then as I was like trying to like wake myself up and like scream and like I was basically trying to reach my hand out to touch it to see if it was really there. And then I and then in my dream they morphed it it morphed into two cats. <laughs> <laughs> and they were just like in my hallway. <laughs> I was like, God. That's nice of your brain to like turn it into something pleasant. And then I was like, oh, it's just the cats. And then I was like, you don't have fucking cats here. Did Ahmad just leave? He left like a couple of days ago. I was going to say, I got my really, really bad one the first time I slept in the house when Zach wasn't there, when Mm. we broke up for the first time. (laughs) That was when, like, not being used to sleeping there and then not that first night of not having him there and me feeling anxious about it was when I, the one time I got it really terribly. Yeah, I don't know what was going on with me. I've been having, like, really annoyingly weird sleeps recently. Also, my dream, which I remember, which I know... People say it's really boring when people recount dreams, but I'm hoping this is a little bit more interesting. My dream before that was that I was dating Paul Mescal. That's a nice dream. But we'd been friends first. We worked at like a bar together (laughs) and we were friends first for ages. And then he'd like come around to my house and it was kind of us like first getting into the romance. Like we hadn't, I don't think we'd had sex or kissed or anything yet, but we were like kind of like cuddly on the couch and then he fell asleep on my chest. And then I was thinking, and then I was thinking, oh, I miss my boyfriend. <laughs> I didn't even like him. Wait, did you think about him then all day? Because I, I I, still occasionally have that thing where you dream about a celebrity and you feel weird during that day. Because you feel like your brain is thinking there's like an exciting new romance in your life. And then you have to remind <laughs> yourself that you just had like a jada dream. I had a dream I was just kissing Jeremy Strong on a bench. An exciting new romance him. in your life. And then you have to remember that you're just a fucking embarrassing dream. <laughs> Wait, That's when did you kiss Jeremy Strong? From Succession. Yeah. After we talked about his shoot, I after we talked about it like a few days later, <laughs> I had a dream and we were just having a little kiss and it was so special because we were just on a bench and like nothing more. Yeah. Just 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 having a little kiss on a bench and then later in the day I was like, what are these butterflies? And I was like, oh my god, I'm like 
<laughs> a happy girl waiting for a text Thinking from him. I kissed Jeremy Strong, yeah. Oh, that's really funny. I mean, it's only been a few hours since I woke up, but I haven't been thinking about him too much yet. Wait, the Paul Mescal dream turned into the sleep paralysis. Yes, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Dr. Freud needs to be brought back from the dead to analyze this. Scene. I know. <laughs> so weird. But in the dream, I didn't even like him that much, which is the funniest part. <laughs> like in the dream, I was thinking, I miss my like current boyfriend. Like I was like, oh, Jada. Jada I wish me. I wasn't dating Paul Mescal. <laughs> um okay much to discuss yeah can we start by discussing last of us because i finally caught up in the last two days and we haven't been able to talk about it and the finale happened on oscars night no yes a big night sexy pedro is everywhere everyone's finally caught on and is thirsting over him the man's never been married what does that say he's never been married and he's never had a public girlfriend Maybe he's gay. Maybe he's gay. I could see that. Wouldn't he just be gay? Like, wouldn't he just have a boyfriend? Maybe he is asexual. Maybe he's asexual. No, he he fucks, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was actually, I saw yeah. somewhere that he's been linked to previous co-stars before, but has never had a public girlfriend oh my god i can't believe i haven't told you this when um i was in milan there was the ballet show and adrian Brody, because i think of him and pedro pascal as being really similar snuck in at the very last minute they were waiting for him because he's going to start working with them and he bought on his arm his girlfriend and guess who his girlfriend is or do you already know no who georgina chapman and i want to see if you can remember harvey weinstein's ex-wife yep of marquesa fame this wow. is new GF, and he brought her to the show, so they're serious. That's wild. I like that for her. Yeah, they're a very attractive couple. I don't know if what I'm saying is going to be a bad thing to say, but at the same time, I just, I like, know none, none of it was ever her fault, and she can't have known what was going on behind the scenes, but I'm like, you can't have thought that man was a good man. Like, yeah, she's kind of tainted with that. that yeah, it's like brush. you wouldn't, you, yeah. pro- you very likely wouldn't have known, like, how bad it was, but I mean, it's not like he was hiding how disgusting and depraved he was. Yeah. Very, but yeah. Harvey. Quite a quite an upgrade. Yes, I know. <laughs> it's probably the biggest upgrade in the history of humanity. Yeah. So, yes, Last of Us finale. I'm so glad you finally caught on. It was a kind of a slog. It looks like the first two episodes are kind of a slog if you're not into A, the video game, and B, like – that kind of genre which i'm not really agree i watched the first one was kind of like eh. second one watched the third one and predictably like everyone else was like i knew i was gonna cry and i knew it was gonna be sad and i kind of guessed where it was going but like i literally made this animalistic noise <laughs> in the last 10 minutes of that episode i, I was, was like <laughs> sobbing sobbing i don't think i've ever cried that hard when i've watched anything ever i agree it was it was too much. I was staying with my two friends who didn't cry when they watched it. And I was like, that's crazy. Something wrong that's with impossible. the both of you. <laughs> they were in the, they'd watched it and they didn't cry. And then they were in a different room and they could hear me so- sobbing. Like they could hear me just like <laughs> wailing on the couch. And they were like, are you okay? And I was just like, I can't believe you guys didn't cry. Yeah. 
I cried in like a not okay way. And then, yeah, the next couple, it, it, as episode six, it just really hit its stride. Every episode was nuts. Nutso. <laughs> I thought it was so good. I need to for- formally issue an apology to Bella Ramsey. Who I said I found her a bit annoying in Game of Thrones and I apologize. She is like a fucking supernova. She is an amazing, amazing actress. I sent her an yeah. Instagram message. What? <laughs> We're here again. <laughs> Wait, I think I did something really embarrassing on Instagram recently and I was like, oh yeah, I yeah. did. I can't even tell you. It's too embarrassing. Please tell me. What, what did you say to her on Instagram? And then I'll tell you I just mine. said something like, you are so amazing. Oh my god! It was the end of episode eight, and I was like really hyped up by just her screaming and macheting and screaming and the fire, and I just needed to tell her. Mine's get off my chest. Mine's more embarrassing. So after like meeting Devin Carlson at that party, I then just got like obsessed with her and thought, oh, she's so nice and so gorgeous and friendly and lovely. And then I didn't message her, thank God, but I messaged wildflower cases, <laughs> begging for them to make a cat mum case. Oh, cute. Because they have a dog okay. mum case with like a love heart. And then I was just like, you guys really need to make a cat mum case. And then I'm pretty sure I went back and deleted it because I was like, stop being so <laughs> fucking weird. <laughs> I think you should keep it. I also forgot to tell you um, that I met... Did I tell you this? That I met Mary Beth Barone? No. How was it? How gorgeous. gorgeous. Oh, my God. I didn't delete it. So many exclamation marks in this message. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I met Mary Beth Barone, friend of the pod who we had on in COVID, her fuckboy episode. She was with, what's his face? Benny Drama. Wow. Yeah, she was really cute. She remembered the pod episode. She was like, that's when I was living with my parents, right? Like, blah, blah, blah. And then... They were talking to me about how they're starting a new pod, which I just saw today. They've released. Another one. The Empire Expands. Well, I think there was drama with the other one they were saying. They, they had, like, no creative license over it, etc. Mm. I think there was drama behind the scenes. So now they've released a new one, which I was watching at 5 in the morning with some, like, crazy trailer where they pretend that they're <laughs> pretend the world has ended and they're, like on motorbikes and looking really hot and we need to do similar for when we when we do our next rebrand do, do our next rebrand which has <laughs> to come an, soon our annual rebrand so don't fucking hate that photo of me now i look like a i look like a i don't even know what i look like i look like a fucking egg as usual you don't look like an egg i think you look nice i think you're being too hard on yourself about that didn't pitch. even photoshop it at all could have done with a little face tune over the pimples i can't that fucking for him to even be called a photographer is like literal false. But also for, for for me to be like, oh, you can just see your like bumpy pimples in it, but I'll just like upload it. I might just even pop it and <laughs> download our tile onto Facetune and give us a bit of a put it on the snow <laughs> app. Wait, I can log in tomorrow. And it's like <laughs> you come in and we look crazy we look like jake well, i send it to jake to edit us yes yeah i'm i'm okay with that i think we should just do another one we should have a new tile every year i agree spring clean yeah anyway so last of us any last thoughts or thoughts in general <laughs> i <laughs> um my thoughts are kind of controversial and will only make sense to people who've watched the show 
But I wish it had, I don't know, when he was like, I don't want to ruin it for anyone who hasn't gotten up to the point, so I'm going to be really cryptic. But when the thing, when he woke up Mm. and they said what was going on, I like wanted things to go a different way. And I don't know if I'm I'm the only one who thought that. Yeah, no, no. It's, he was being naughty. He was being selfish. Yeah. Being selfish. But then I guess the show would be over. (laughs) There's going to be a second season, I think, because unfortunately. No, that's what I mean. Because I'm like, if, if it had gone that way, what else is there to watch? I thought it was like a perfectly ended single season show. Um, But apparently the video game had a second one that builds on it. Oh, I feel like they just never stop shows when they're that popular either. Such money makers. They just like keep fucking churning them out. They need to normalize just stopping a show after one season. I would, I would just love that. I know. Like I already don't want them to make a second season of it, even though I'm sure it'll be good. I'm like, oh, just enough. Like let's move on from stories. (laughs) (laughs) Let's get on with our lives. Yeah. I I kind of agree. I like that. I hate. I'm going to really miss Succession, but I, I really appreciate that it's finishing this season. Not much more we can, we can see from the, from this family. Yeah. Yeah. Hard agree. I'm sick of seeing the ads for it. Um, I mean, would you boost Pedro? Yes. Seems like a pretty <laughs> obvious one. <laughs> would you boost Pedro? Pedro. Okay. So on the same night as the Last of Us finale was the Oscars, um, which was Sunday in LA. And it's funny being here because you're in this you're in this big city where you know everybody is right now. And I know that I was looking on Doom Wine, there were so many celebrity sightings because at all the restaurants and stuff, because obviously mm. everyone was in town. But at the same time, you're just like, it just feels like this normal Sunday here where I was just like, I don't know who could kind of be bothered <laughs> doing that, like getting doing mm. all the hair and makeup, going to the thing. Like obviously if you're going to the award ceremony and you're nominated, that's one thing. But I, but we'll get to like the after party and all that later where I just was like, it's a Sunday night in this very sleepy city. The weather wasn't great. It's winter. It just, it just is funny, the atmosphere here, because I don't think it feels very like – it doesn't feel like there's something exciting happening, which is really funny. To me, anyway. Yeah, that's interesting. What time does it start when you're there in real time? Like, is it the whole day or does it start at, like, 5 p.m.? Or It finished at, I think, the ceremony, maybe f- the show finished at 8 p.m. I don't know mm-hmm. what time. I, I only watched a bit of it. Um, I don't know what time it started, but I think it was a four-hour broadcast, which because it was shorter in the previous years and then they got all that backlash from cutting heaps of awards for, like, production mm-hmm. and behind the scenes crew. So they brought that all back, which is what people are saying in reviews is what kind of made it feel really wholesome and, and um, celebratory and kind of brought back this like genuine joy. And they stopped cutting people off really crazily during their speeches as well. Yes. Nice. Yeah. It did have a nice wholesome feel. It, it, it feels in keeping with this year, which is like the post the first kind of post post COVID year where people are like actually enjoying being together and in a room. I don't know. There was just like a nice jovial spirit to the whole thing, (laughs) which I appreciated. At first I thought the red carpet was a little underwhelming, but I've come to appreciate it and think it was a good Oscars year. 
Me too. I really, I really liked it. I think when you, I think when you flick through everyone's outfits, so many of them were really nice. Like maybe they weren't crazy, extravagant, over the top, but they were just beautiful dresses and everyone looked really gorgeous. Like I love, for example, Phoebe Waller-Bridge. I just think she looked Mm. stunning and she was just slaying on that carpet. (laughs) I was like, you? she looked how you want to look at the Oscars. Like, yeah. Look, how you want to look back on pictures and be like, fuck yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Some of the faves, obviously, Nicole Kidman and Armani. And did you see the videos of her, of her posing on the red carpet? They were making me laugh so much. She is like so iconic and so important. And I just loved those videos <laughs> to death. <laughs> I don't even think she, people were saying she was lit. Maybe I think she was just feeling herself. She was like, I think, she's just, I think she's just like that. Same. And so her hand was like in this weird, awkward position on the back of her hip. And then at one point she like, she was posing and then she kind of flicks her head to her right and looks down like kind of behind her right hip as if she's been like whacked by a ghost or something. Like she looks like visibly <laughs> like, like, whoa, what the fuck? And then she just car- and then she just like flicks her hair into her face again and continues posing. And then yeah, Passion Keith, everyone was like a moment for the gays, the lesbians. Yeah. <laughs> I love that he just will not change his haircut. I just love everything about those two. I think they're a perfect couple. They're soulmates. Apparently Tom Cruise didn't come this is probably just the Daily Mail cooking up nonsense, but apparently he didn't come because Top Gun was nominated for Best Picture, love. Oh, yeah. Um, because he didn't want to have a run-in with Nicole. I don't I love it. that if it's true. But, yeah, it's kind um, of – I guess he wasn't nominated for Best Actor. Maybe he was salty about that. She owns the Oscars. <laughs> she does. It's so funny to me how, like, her and Kate Blanchett, in my mind, own the Oscars and they're both Australian. Hmm. I know. Good Australian – Exports, honestly. Mm. I'm pretty sure the only Kiwi at the Oscars was Taika <laughs> at the after party. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, with his shaved head. Yeah. Okay. What else have I written down here? Lady Gaga obviously looked amazing in Versace. Yeah, she looked so, so good. Hong Chow, I honestly think, was the best dressed in Prada. Yeah. Gorgeous. Beautiful look. The, the pink dress with the black um what is it not sequin. yeah not sequin <laughs> yeah not sequin longer longer shiny yes. thing train um <laughs> Riz Ahmed in pra- Prada fuck he's he can get it honestly he's so he's hot so hot Andrea Riseborough after a controversial path to nomination just looked amazing like her and Jesse Buckley as well. I loved both of them. Mm. Yeah, me too. Well, where's Jesse Buckley from? She's like one of those actors that's in a bunch in of a stuff. lot of yeah, like yeah. she's in the Lost Lost Daughter. That one, that's with, right. Like, that's right. That's what I saw yeah. her in recently. Fan Bingbing looked so gorgeous, but incredible. Like probably one of the best as well. That was that's like a perfect Oscar look. And Tim's, I, I don't actually know who Tim's is, but I was like, I love you because of your gorgeous white gown. Yes, yes, that was amazing as well. I loved Michelle Williams, of course. Yes, Rihanna, of course, Michelle Yeoh, yeah. and and the after party look, her after party sparkling sequins with holding up her Oscar. So good. Was gorgeous. Um, and then I loved how my boyfriend Paul 
had a moment in the Gucci. I didn't love the moment specifically, but I liked that he was trying something because I just think for men it must be mm-hmm. so boring. And then anytime they do try something, it's like wrong. <laughs> Austin yes. Butler did well at the after party with the silk shirt. Mm-hmm. With the yes, that was really good. Really good. Yeah, it was a really great uh, dress, like fashion night. Malala being there in her fucking Grace Jones hood. I was like, stop it right now. Don't care why you're here. You belong here. (laughs) I know. And then she got asked. um, Jimmy Kimmel was like walking around during the break and asked her. He was just like, you've done so much humanitarian work. La, la, la. So tell us, do you think Harry Styles spit on Chris Pine? And she goes, I only talk about peace. (laughs) Such an iconic response. Poor, like, I know it's funny, but I'm also like, show Malala some fucking respect. Like, she doesn't want to answer your inane questions, Jimmy Kimmel. And I love she has a sexy husband. I kind of forgot about that until I saw him again. She's just. I didn't know that. Um, yeah, her hot husband was like watching her from the sidelines at on the red carpet. And then she changed into Jill Sander for the after party. I was like, stop. Did she? I didn't even see yes, that. Yes, she's fucking iconic. <laughs> okay, yeah, so after party looks um, Adua, Aboa, and Loewe, gorgeous. Hunter Schaefer, so crazy, crazy Hunter look. Schaefer, like, did my head in for some reason, and I actually hate – I just found the naked dress trend that everyone was doing – quite boring like so many looks with that super sheer super mm. absy super i don't know i just didn't like it on anyone else and i just think because she never does looks like that it felt so groundbreaking <laughs> yeah and i also get really over the just the sparkly tight dress that kaya yeah. gerber wore like camilla marone even Suki Woodhouse, to an extent, those, though hers was cooler with the rosette thing, which everyone's now mm-hmm. wearing. Um, but I don't know. Like, Camilla Marone looked gorgeous, but I'm just like, that dress is so boring to me. Yeah, I feel the same. Um, I actually really liked Kendall Jenner's outfit. Yes, she looked really pretty. Marion Cotillard's 2008 Oscars dress. That was her oh, yeah. re-wearing it, but in a different color. Amazing. Yeah, I loved Hayley Bieber's as well with the one arm and the red nail. Yes. Inspired by you. <laughs> yes, Tracy Ellis Ross, Iman and the YSL hoodie. Mm. I think that's what I would have wanted to wear if I went. Yeah, I was thinking that about Hayley Bieber's look. Yeah. Just very good, very strong. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, I just love that YSL hood and the just the sleek dress. It's so pretty. Um, and then, yeah, Naomi looked really good. Tracy Ellis Ross looked incredible. Jodie Turner-Smith. I just scrolled down and realized that I'm missing all these people. Tessa Thompson. Kate Bosworth and um, Justin Long engaged. So sweet. I know. I didn't like her princess dress, but I'm so happy for them. I feel like they're <laughs> a very precious, a precious couple that must be protected. Yes. Um Loved Olivia Wilde's look. Won't Same. Any slander on that. Same. Loved it. Looked great. Um, Carla, what's her stylist called again? Um, I meant Carla Welch. Welsh. Put up a thing of all the people she was styling, like a photo of all the hangers. 
And I was like, Jesus, like, how do they manage it? It would be so stressful. It was like 14 really high profile people. I know. Terrifying. Yeah, I know. It's quite crazy. But I guess you would just start. But yeah, it's it's so crazy because you'd have that to do, to organize, to make sure everyone looks good, to get all the, like, all the looks in on time, do all the fittings. Plus you'd have other shit going on constantly. Like all of these people have got stuff going on all the time. So it's like, not like you're just focusing on Oscars for like a month. Yeah. And they want you to come and be with them as they put the dress. It's not just a matter of like, pick the dress, courier it to their house. Like they want you on hand. They want to like, have you brief the makeup. You know, it's like a lot of pressure. True. I guess everyone must be staying at the same place for that to work. Yeah. Yeah. Because I was also thinking that with the after party looks, how everyone goes and gets changed after the Oscars to go to the Vanity Fair party, which makes sense. But then I was just like looking at Kendall and Haley, who went to the Vanity Fair after, after party in their looks, and then they got changed again to go to another party. And I was like, I just find that a little bit jarred out, if I am honest. Yeah. You don't need two after party looks like on a Sunday night when you're just going to, tho- to those. And unless you're Rihanna. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it would it would be very logistically annoying. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. The Hugh Grant, Ashley Graham interview Mm. thoughts. I feel like this is, I'm so surprised at how much this has taken off. People just need something to talk about. I think (laughs) if I just watched it, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have assumed that moment would have gone viral. He was definitely being rude. And I found it kind of funny that people were like Jamila Jamil was sticking up for him being like, you know, that's why we love him. He's a grumpy Brit. And it's just like, you can be this grumpy character who doesn't want to be at the Oscars, but if you're being interviewed by someone just trying to do their job, just don't be rude. Yes. I do think there's like that. I do understand the defense on the basis of this cultural gap between the English and the American that I do find very funny. Like I think about that video of The Cure being on like the Grammys red carpet when they got to the Hall of Fame and that journalist is like oh my god you must be so excited are you excited and he was like not as excited as you like they just it comes across as like rude but it's it's just so not in their nature to get hyped up and stoked you know what I mean energetically so I think that Mm. 
Ashley Graham wasn't able to like meet Hugh Grant on his level at the same time, which is kind of your role as an interviewer. But I also just think giving one word answers and looking like you would rather die than being there. It's just like you've worked in the industry for 40 years. You know how this works. You know, this person's just trying to do their job, like just fucking suck it up or just don't do it at all. Like don't act like you're above it and too good for it when you've agreed to do it. Like I hate shit like that with celebrities. It's like if you really hate it that much, yell at your manager or your agent and don't do it. Don't take it out on the person that's like (laughs) getting embarrassed on camera. (laughs) Yeah, me too. I agree. I also think she did do a really good job. Wait, what did she she say? Who are you wearing tonight? And he goes, my suit. And then she was just like, well, who made it? Because you didn't make it. Yeah, yeah. Like, I think she was kind of, she was good. But yeah. And then she, there was obviously this huge uproar online. And then she got asked about it by TMZ reporters doing God's work. (laughs) And she said that um, she responded. She was at LAX. They're just like stalking her, asking her about Hugh Grant. And she responded saying that her mom always says to kill people with Mm. kindness. A good yeah, response. Yeah, she's so gorgeous. Um, those those short little red carpet things just – it's like that Selena Gomez thing when we talked about that in her documentary. And it's like they just are – those kind of celebrity interviews just are shit. Like you have someone for 90 seconds. You can't go deep with them. You can't discuss like the complexities of the art of – you know, like it's just the format doesn't give itself to questions that aren't – shallow and silly (laughs) yeah exactly red carpet interviews are the worst kind of interviews i don't think i've i actually don't think i've ever done them because i was just like i know i'm gonna fucking yeah the only one i've done is that one we did with kendall oh yeah we did we did that one with kendall yeah but that was that's right at least it wasn't for like a movie thing i feel like that would be even worse no and it was also I think five people were allowed to do that. So it was like a different scenario to them walking down a huge carpet being asked a bazillion questions by a bazillion different journalists. Horrible for them and for us. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Okay. So in terms of the awards, um, very happy that everything, everywhere all at once took out everything. I think it was very feel good, kind of predicted and, really nice that it happened. I love seeing Michelle's speech, obviously. It was so special. And then Kihoi Kwan, his speeches have just been very gorgeous and precious. Did you see the Balthazar guy? <laughs> He's like the worst person. No. He like did a, this long Instagram thing being like, I hated all the speeches. They were so embarrassing. <laughs> and everyone was like, fuck off, Keith. Um, but I loved them. It was very special to watch. Brendan Fraser was so emotional. He's so jarred. <laughs> it was special. Yeah, but it was special, but it was crazy. And then I saw a Dumois blind that said um, that Austin Butler was like lost it after he lost. I don't know. I just, I don't really believe I'm, I'm starting to see beyond the blinds in <laughs> not a Dumois way, but literally like, I just think so much of this yeah. is bullshit. So I like so much of this bullshit. There's so many people on TikTok making careers out of talking about blinds, which are just complete garbage. Like, even if some of them are true, I don't know. I'm just like, who, for example, I saw this morning on fucking TikTok where I just need to stop being on there. And because I watch them, because I'm like, this is such garbage. They then keep serving me them. 
And like there was one that said that Suki Waterhouse, because Robert Pattinson didn't come with her to the Vanity Fair after party, she got really wasted and was like texting him all night. How would anyone know that? (laughs) How would anyone know that? And if people, if that, even if that did happen, like no one who would know that would share that with like this random, not even Dumois, this random woman on TikTok. Half of them are like fan fiction of people like imagining like fractured relationships with their like fave, you know, celebrities they have a crush on. They like create these false things and then send them in as blinds. Like it happens all the fucking time. I agree. It's so weird. Like with Dumois, obviously the girl who runs it has a certain degree of like um, respectability and credibility because she's trying to run like it as a business now. And so the blinds are always very low stakes and I think to a certain extent definitely won't say fact-checked but I feel like she's more invested in having good sources whereas yeah on TikTok it's just turned into this like actual free-for-all with the biggest ridiculous nonsense being spouted or people like saying this blind item that is like the most generic thing of all time and they're saying that could be about blah 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 blah. like it's just a sentence being like this singer cheated on this model and then they'll just like turn it into a narrative about anyone they want. It's just ridiculous. It's always about fucking women and like undermining why they're famous or undermining why they're successful. They're so fucked. Um, Vanity Fair needs to stop trying to make in and out burger happen. Yeah. I saw a lot of the like red carpet interviews. Everyone was talking about how excited they were for in and out Burger. And I was like, are they being paid to say this? It's just so strange. I think it's just always been the Vanity Fair party's tradition to have heaps of in and out And I think celebs find that exciting, fun and spontaneous <laughs> and exciting. I mean, I guess to be honest, I would be really excited if I came to a party that had heaps of McDonald's. But I just, I think in and out just isn't that good. I guess I don't eat meat. <laughs> but from people who have, who could, they don't do chicken burgers or any other I quite burger. like an in and out, but it's never worth the the kind of rigmarole of getting one is, is my feeling. If no, I exactly. was sat, if one was presented to me right now, I would, I would be happy, but I, I never make the effort to go and get one. And there's not that many of them, well, which we I go. find that's, weird. That's why those celebs are happy. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I've had friends who eat meat just be like, they're just not that great. Yeah. Um, but they're not they're not worth the 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 craze around them. The fact that you drive through past every drive through, every place, and there's like huge queues out the door. I mean, there's queues at like every <laughs> takeaway place in America. It's so funny. Like eight in the morning the other day, I had to slam on my brakes because someone like pulled in really um <laughs> really quickly and then I like looked up and it was um what even was it it was like something more depraved than Chick-fil-a at 8am <laughs> I was like nice <laughs> Popeyes apparently Vanity Fair hired some like former consultants from the Met Gala to try and make the party cooler this year and give it a rebrand which is why the red carpet was a champagne carpet which I have to say I actually think was a good idea it did kind of change the whole vibe of it for me i don't know i'm like too simple but i i i liked it i liked the choice simple yet effective i made a list of the funniest people that i spotted at the after party (laughs) ronan farrow yeah i know that he should be there but it's just still funny jessica alba (laughs) i don't know i'm just like 
feels random. Monica Lewinsky should be there, of course, but just kind of funny to see her there. She should be the editor of Vanity Fair. I literally believe that. (laughs) Yes. Vanessa Hudgens. (laughs) Then I wrote, sorry. (laughs) Hilary Duff. (laughs) Sorry again. And then Jemima Kirk, which I like love that she's there. It just felt jarring. And then she was smoking, which was also really hot. She is so hot. She has a face chiseled by the gods. Vanessa Hudgens was there. I understand that Vanessa Hudgens is very famous. She was like there and there was that footage of her passing Austin Butler um, and not making eye contact Mm. with him. And I was just like, I just like I wouldn't come to a party if my like ex was there and he was nominated and might win best Oscar and he had this like young supermodel girlfriend. I'd be like, I'm just going to skip this one and stay at home. Like, yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think not that she shouldn't be able to go to a party if she wants to go, but I agree. I would just kind of be like, this is his, I don't know. It just, yeah, it feels, it's all about him that night kind of. Um, And it feels a bit jarre, I guess. (laughs) I have a soft spot for him. I know everyone makes fun of him and he is like embarrassing with the voice and stuff, but he seems like a sweet a sweet boy <laughs> to me. Yeah, I like that he's in touch with his femininity from the very little I know about him. He's got like sexy style, sexy feminine energy. Yes. Um, I find him and Kaya kind of random but cute, I guess. <laughs> I hate that she keeps wearing silver yeah. dresses everywhere. Yeah. I liked – so Brendan Fraser, we haven't really talked about The Whale because you haven't seen it, Um, but I – I, I am happy that he won. I think it's a nice narrative arc for him, which the Oscars love doing, that he didn't work for a long time and he had this, like, um, fucked up, like, sexual harassment abuse thing happen to him in Hollywood and now he's, like, come back and he's having a renaissance and he just seems like a very genuinely sweet, lovely man. However, I just – I didn't fuck with the whale. I just didn't – like it I didn't think it was as smart as it thought it was I thought his performance was good but it was very much him being him like him being a sweet man crying and saying what's wrong I'm sorry what like that kind of thing I actually honestly thought Austin Butler was better as Elvis (laughs) I haven't seen The Whale but I've heard I don't know even from before it was released the controversy around it like the whole theme of the movie, right, is centered around how this, like, fat man can't, like, have love or something. And it's him in a fat suit. I don't know. I don't know if I'm, like, simplifying it, but I was just like, I just don't even think this movie should have been made. And then where was it? Like, mm. The New Yorker or someone wrote a piece being, like, you know, similar to what you're saying, his return is welcome, um, la, la, la. But Fraser's return comes in a movie that shouldn't have existed. It displays with an appalling literal-mindedness, a conceit, a life defined by extreme obesity, portrayed by Fraser by means of makeup artistry. My feeling about it was that I don't, I don't know if I've thought and read enough about whether or not any movie should have someone in a prosthetic fat suit. I actually, that's like just not something that I feel like I have my head around enough, but the movie itself, I feel like I could have gotten around it if I understood what they were getting at or what they were trying to say or, like, what the bigger purpose – you know, I just I – did, I didn't get it. I found it fairly – yeah, like, literal, just this 
sad story about this man who is kind of eating himself to death and has lost all these connections to the outside world and it's like quite tragic and he has this horrible daughter that he's trying to reconnect with but the whole story to me was just like I don't know he was just this kind nice perfect man (laughs) there was no like I didn't know if the fat suit was supposed to be over the top because that's how he imagines himself and it's like about projection or if he's literally meant to be that way. Like I just, yeah, I just didn't fully understand it. Uh. I feel like that was it and that's why it's Yeah, (laughs) It's based on like quite a, (laughs) like a successful, I guess, play. I just, yeah, I'd be interested to see your thoughts, but I also wouldn't tell you to rush to go see it. Um, yeah, I will watch it. I am I am down to watch it. Don't you also think that, which I've already said, but I find Jamie Lee Curtis winning really bizarre. Like, I love her. She's great. We're all, like, aboard the Jamie Lee Curtis train. But Stephanie Sue also being in that movie as the daughter <laughs> and not yes. winning to Jamie Lee Curtis just being that, like, accountant, I find that really random. Yeah, really random. I agree. Um, and Angela Bassett looked really sad when she didn't win. And I just think she was nominated for Wakanda Forever, which I haven't seen yet. And I really want to see as well. There's like so many films. I still haven't seen fucking Bones and all. Yeah. I've seen like nothing from this year. I haven't seen After Sun. Oh yeah. After Sun is good. You'd like it. I'm, I feel scared. I feel like it's going to be an emotional. <laughs> yeah. Us with our daddy issues. <laughs> all the girlies with their daddy issues. Yes. I, I understand saying that, like, Marvel movies don't tend to win Oscars and that's why some people are saying Angela Bassett didn't win and I think uh, I haven't seen the performance to say whether it was an Oscar performance or not, but I understand her frustration because, again, as much as we all love Jamie Lee Curtis, I think it was a bit random. <laughs> Yeah, me too. Um, okay, we need to skedaddle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is there anything we're missing? I don't think so. Well, I feel like we can finish off in Patreon as well. I want to chat about Cara Delevingne mm. still. Yes. Um, And yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to think of any other favorite pieces we missed and then obviously we have to talk about law roach which yes leads on from this red carpet okay what are you gonna do now <laughs> well i haven't showered so i'm probably gonna have a little shower it's pouring with rain here i heard this apparently so uncommon but it keeps happening and it's freaking me out about Ye old climate change and this being the future of the world. I literally didn't even know it rained in LA. <laughs> it usually doesn't. Yeah. That's what's so fucked <laughs> and scary. Um, but yeah, can have a little shower. Might do some kind of workout. Don't know. What are you doing? Nice. I'm not going to do anything. I'm still so fucked from the last few weeks. I'm going to go to bed yeah. at like 7 p.m. Gorgeous. I've been trying to do the same. Put my little headspace sleep stories on every night. Go to the moon. So special. Okay. Okay, Chat to you tomorrow. Love you. Love you. Bye. Bye. Bye.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 